Welcome back to Rocks Fall, Everyone Dies. I'm Scott, he, him, and I'm the DM. Hi, I'm Tommy, he, him pronouns, and I play Lieutenant Banked Marceau. Hi, I'm DeSombra, she, her pronouns, and I play Greg. Hi, I'm Lena, she, her, and I play Sanjana. Hi, I'm Jin, they, them, and I play Bambi. So I met this pompous blondie at breakfast. After I ate his sandwich, I follow him to this bank, you see? And this deep pocket tells us great rewards await if we manage to clear out some undesirable. And the group of us ended up in this cave. There was some bats. There was some turtle soup. No offense. And now our group is taking a breather. And that's what he missed on. Clear. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming. <laughs> and uh, so now that we're all caught up, you are all in the uh, underground cavern, surrounded by um, slightly smoky bat guano. And I believe that, uh, Craig, you were at uh, 13 HP because somebody decided to heal you. And uh, are, do, we, do you want to take a, a one-hour short rest? Keep in mind that Brett and Chet, your brobarians, are missing. I mean, who knows what kind of trouble they can get up to on their own, right? Do we have any faith in Brett and Chet <clears throat> as a group? Like, do we? <laughs> They can't. They can't talk their way out of a plastic bag. So no. Yeah, I. I think we should try to see where they are and you know what they've gone up to. Um, I wouldn't like to say that I am worried about their well-being, but um, I did pay for the month. You know. You paid for a month. I think we should try to catch up and see where they are. I mean, honestly, realistically, the, the only way that they could have gone is forward. I mean, there's really only forward and back. There's the caverns that go to nowhere, right? There's a whole bunch of dead ends. We've already been there. Uh, we've already made a map. We should try to go forward to see where, um, where they might have gone. Forward? Forward. I mean, what else can we do? I mean, I... Whatever. You can't just call them? You know, just, here, boy, here, boy. Um, stop. Um, the caverns, they split up into different directions. Is there any other, um, way than forward? So, in the cavern that you're in, the part of the cavern that you're in right now, that is filled, filled with bat guano. Exciting. Some of it more smoky than others. <laughs> you, you know that, that kind of flaky ash that happens when you burn, like, a piece of paper? Mm-hmm. And it just kind of like curls up and it becomes gray and starts to like break off and fly, and fly away. That's what's happening to like this cone shaped, about a 15 foot cone shaped area with a turtle, a turtle sized block in the middle that is not burnt. I just, just really want to just dig in there with the gist. <laughs> Real nasty. Oh. <laughs> so, in terms of the cavern, there is the way you came from. And then there's this opening area into this guano pit. Uh, and then there is another branching path that is, for lack of a better term, let's say that you're coming in from west. Uh, the guano pit continues east and south would be another uh, branching path. Oh, so there's two different directions we could go. Okay. Well, obviously we shouldn't split the party. Should we continue going left? Always left. Further into the guano pits, it is. I uh, could we could we try to could we try to check to see if there are any marks on the ground of anyone who has gone through either one of these. That would be an investigation or survival. 
who's going to be making that check. Investigation or what? Investigation or survival, because you're looking for tracks specifically. Oh, I've got an advantage on survival. I've got a plus six. Oh, never mind. My pl- that beats my plus four. Yeah, hey, I had a plus four in, in investigation. I got a plus six in survival and investigation a plus three. Really riveting content. <laughs> we should probably do. We should probably do a, a, a survival check then. All right. All right. So do I roll for this? Please do. Uh, it's going to be a d20 plus your survival modifier. I rolled a 23. Oh, baby. Fantastic. In terms of footprints or anything like that, you do find a single boot print on the edge of where it sort of dips down. And, the, and as, as they say, the guano rolls downhill. You find a single boot print sort of at the edge of where that downhill slope starts to occur. And from your 23, it's pointed uh, south or to the tunnel that is, you know. So there's a footprint south. There's a footprint pointing south. It looks like it is, in fact, the uh, left foot, you know, just 23. You, you get what foot it is. He's hopping. <laughs> Why is there only one foot? Yeah, what happened to the rest of them? It's on the edge of that guano. So you've got bare stone sloping down guano. That is about, like, level with the bare stone. Would we find more if we swept it away, or is that it? That's what you find. It is just the one footprint. The rest is bare stone. It's hard to find tracks on bare stone. So imagine, imagine if you will. And enter my mind palace with me. <laughs> that you have a, a, a donut of stone, and in the center there is mud. If you step with your right foot on the stone and your left foot into the mud... It's like, it's like a muddy footprint. So without the mud, there's no footprint. Got it. Yes, no, I, I, got, I got it after explaining it the first time, but... Cool. So he's climbing on the stone. Or he or went her. through the poop. Don't, don't want to be sexist. Yeah. <laughs> I think we've gotten... <laughs> I mean, I can't really talk. I'm covered in... <laughs> oh, I'm not supposed to curse. Uh, nickel. Sorry, kids. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, south it is then. Right, um, she... Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I, I guess I'll leave. Okay. I, I, so we we go we go south. <laughs> okay. So you're heading south. Um, the tunnel continues. It gets somewhat narrow in places, but it's never more. It's never less than five or six feet wide. Sometimes it'll corkscrew a little bit, um, but uh, overall, it it's never less than like five or six feet round. Um, there are some places where some of the bits of stone in the ceiling have sort of crumbled, and because you are in essentially an underground tube, it's one of the only ways besides gravity that you can get your sort of sense of bearing of what is up and what is down. Because none of you are dwarves, none of you have stone cunning, so I won't give you uh, any more detail than that. After a certain point, you do run into a fork. And just about when you guys are... Uh, debating uh, whether to go left or right, and I, my assumption is it's always left, there is a, a scream 
that echoes through the tunnels. I need perception checks to try to see if you can locate the source of the sound. And the scream is really more of like a, bro! I got a 12. I got a 20. I got a 6. So uh, I got a 14 perception check. The only person who can really pinpoint the direction of the sound uh, is Sanjana. And everybody else, it feels like it's echoing through the tunnel and coming back around. And you feel like you're hearing it first from the one side, but then from the other side. But Sanjana, you feel this moment of clarity. No, that one is a distraction. It's left. It's always left. Hey, buddy. Shut up. That way. Are you sure? I knows what I know. I ain't gonna question you. I guess it's left. All right, well, I mean, if she knows what she knows, then that's it is. Onward. (laughs) (laughs) These tunnels are basically, at this point, sort of a single file type of thing. What's the marching order? I'm gonna need this. Well, if Sanjana heard it the clearest, then she should be towards the front. Yeah, I'll head up the front. No fear. No fear, but no light. Followed by light. I agree with that statement. Our marching order is Sanjana, then Greg with the light. Yeah, I mean, I'm already half dead anyway. I'll follow Greg. And then we got Bambi. And then from the back, uh, I'll hold up my shield to make sure that nobody ambushes us from the back. He's got our six. Right. You know, bravely leading from behind. Got it. As, as always, as always, hi. Hi. You guys are doing great. I'm assuming a quickened pace because you did hear a, 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 a bro scream. And the bro code requires that you must attend to any bro in distress. I'm going to take a shot every single time you say bro, I swear. <laughs> is, is that part of the bro code? I, I, I must have missed that in my notes about, in, in my bro class notes. It's under the section labeled a bro in need. <laughs> Got it. Understood. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Curving tunnel moving forward. It goes from a single straightforward tunnel to just sort of this honeycomb. And... The tunnel continues forward, but there's a bunch of holes in various directions leading in. And let's decide, Brett and Chet are so interchangeable, you know? I just, I gotta determine uh, which one it is. Blondie or brownie? So Brett is bleeding profusely on the floor in front of you with Chet, axe in hand, um, like, come back here! Come back here! And he's smacking his axe against the wall. Yeah, that'll show you. All right. Uh. Uh. Uh, Chet? Uh, Chet? What the hell is happening? We try to approach and make ourselves known. Cautiously. As soon as you say something, he does one more swing of the axe and then just sort of stops and stares blankly at the wall for a good long while. Bank, they're your boys. Do something. Um, right. Um, I've never seen anything like this before. I, I, I'm a fan of the occult myself, but do you presume they are possessed? Or Chet is possessed? I'll approach. I'll approach with my shield, uh, expecting uh, an attack. Expecting to dodge. I will hold a dodge action. Alright. How big is the room that we're in? Like, is it a room or is it just a widening of the tunnel? So this is, so at this point, the tunnel has like kind of narrowed to about five foot. So Mm -hmm. just to make, you know, mapping for combat easier on my end. So Bent, as you approach, as you get within striking distance, you just see 
Chet's eye. Was it Chet or Brett? Chet, Chet is the one who is possessed. Thank you. Sorry. Um, and so Chet, his eyes just suddenly snap up to you, and he just takes this like big, wide swing, and you just see it from a mile away. Because you had your shield up and your dodge, you just kind of back out of the way. Wham! And then the follow-through is over, and then he just kind of stares blankly at you. Uh, are we still in combat, or was that like a one-time thing? That was a one-time thing. Okay. Am I still within like five feet of him? Uh, if you want to be. Yes, I shall be. Still embracing an impact. I will constantly take the dodge action, unless I say anything else, by the way. Um, Chet? Love? Sweetheart? Um... I reach out towards him, and I try to touch his face. Um, Bambi? Uh, can I check? Bro! Oh. What? Bro! Where the- where'd it go? He just looks at you, acts, like, limply in the hands, like, where'd it go? There was a- there was a thing. Where did what go? Uh, just, uh, it was a thing. Uh, it- it- there was- did, um- Words, darling. Use your words. And he turns around, he's like, Brett? Bro! Bro! And you hear exactly, like, sonically copy-pasted the exact same scream that you heard before. How long has Brett been injured? <laughs> Beats the heck out of me, the DM. Uh, I'll approach Brett, kneel down, and try to inspect his wounds. Roll a medicine check, just to see how much you get, but I'll tell you this, even before you roll it, they're still actively bleeding, and... Can I go in and make a medicine check since I have a proficiency? So that is that medicine check to stabilize, or is that medicine? Uh, okay, I'll put my hands uh, on his wounds, and for a split second, uh, the rest of the party sees my eyes glow white as I use my healing hands to restore three hit points. <sighs> Bruh? Where was I, man? I've totally forgotten whether or not Brett was the deep voice one or Chet was the deep voice one. <laughs> I, I really should have written that down. <laughs> um, what happened? Uh, I don't know, bro. Uh, there was just this sudden noise, and it came at me from like the right. And then I was like, "Bro, we gotta fight this thing." And then all of a sudden, I was just like, "Bro, this thing's got me." And then like, "Bro, I saw your face, and here I am, bro." And Chet's like. Bro! Bro, dude, bro! You were, like, bleeding out on the floor, bro! Why do I feel like I'm interrupting something? They're having a bro mint. <laughs> so totally wrong, squirt. At least Brett is up. Brett is up. <laughs> can I try to check the wound and see if I can tell from the wound what attacked him? Sure, you can do that. Uh, would I be rolling a perception check or a medicine check? That would be medicine for, for you, Bambi. And also, um, Greg, can you make an intelligence check while that's happening? Um, but it's just straight up intelligence for Greg. <laughs> I rolled a 26. Beautiful. A nat 20 plus a 6. <laughs> nat 20 BB! BB! <laughs> <laughs> Greg, I still need that intelligence check from you. Uh, but with a 26, uh, you don't know exactly what creature made these injuries, but you do know what kind of body part made these injuries. It looks like he has two claws clamped down on his arms, and then a giant insect-like mandible just came down on his chest and back 
like a bandolier. Oh, darn. Oh. Oh, I know what this is. <laughs> you out of character know what this is, unless you make me a nature check. I have no idea what could have done this. <laughs> I, I rolled an 11. Something about these wombs seems familiar to you. That's all I can give you. Uh, It looks like he was grabbed by some real big claws and kind of looks like he was bitten by a big big bug like a brooch <laughs> nobody finds that funny tough crowd tough crowd <laughs> i found it funny <laughs> I, I i laughed a little bit i feel guilty but i, I did laugh <laughs> uh, but yeah it's a it's a it's a big bug it's all over his chest and his back oh you poor baby by the way sanjana uh chet offers you a fist bump <laughs> gladly return thank you son thank you chet not the time bro there's always time for a fist bump bro pound it out man chet we will pound this out later mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh no <laughs> Oh no. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'll be here all night, ladies and gentlemen. Be sure to tip your waitress. Good night, Seattle. Make sure you tip your waitress. Um uh and with your impressive medicine check, Bambi, I will also give you advantage on your nature check. Ooh. Okay, so is that what I'm doing next? I mean to figure out what kind of animal it is and That's true. I don't want to put actions in your mouth. Oof, I rolled an 11, but what's my advantage? Uh, you roll again, the same modifier. Oh, that's take true. take a higher number. You know, I'm pretty sure that this could have been a lobster with teeth. <laughs> Hello? I rolled a 19. A 19 total or a 19 base? A uh, 19 total. With a 19, you have heard stories about similar things. Typically, you know that it's a tunneling creature. The exact name... It, it's uh, um um something um um something. Uh, it's just on the tip of your tongue. You see uh, Brett just—he's just like flexing. He got that that th big three <laughs> hit points, and you're like Hulk, Hulk. You—it reminds you Umber Hulk. You remember that it's a tunneling creature, and everybody who ever tells stories of these things always just says that whoever survives is always just really confused afterwards. So that's the information you get with a nineteen. Your knowledge doesn't give you any specific advantages on knowing exactly how to combat one, but you do know what this is and some stories about it. Oh, oh, damn. I, what, what the hell is this thing called? I've heard stories of a Umber Hulk. All, all I know is that it's big, it's nasty, and it leaves people confused. Hmm. Is it like a, like a, some sort of tunneling creature or... Yeah, it, it it dwells in caves and tunnels, but everybody who comes out of it just is real confused afterwards. They can't really remember anything. I'm sorry, Umber Hulk? How big is this crate? Did it make these tunnels? I really hope it didn't. I'm nauseous again. Because if it did, then that is a real, real bad story for the rest of us. That will be fine. Um, I turn to... You say from the back. Yeah, I know. I turn to, uh, well, I'm in front. I'm next to Brett and Chet at this point. Ah, right, I, right, 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 right. I, I turn to, I turn to 
Chet. Which way was Chet looking when we first arrived? Uh, he was attacking uh, the wall. That's he was trying. He he was basically whack a moling uh, the various holes in the walls and the ceiling and the. It basically, at this point, there's like two or three different openings that go in the the z-axis direction and the left and the right and the forward and the back and the up and the down. And it, at this point, this area just looks like there were holes everywhere. Mm. Um, part of me thinks that this monster made these holes, tunnels. And the fact that you can see a lot of them kind of suggests that it's, that's its attacking point. Or there is more than one. Don't say that. Just for, for the sake of my sanity. Just please. Okay. All right, all right. I'll, 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 I'll knock on wood, and I turn to look at a tree, and there's no trees, and I sigh. There's Chet. <laughs> <laughs> I knock on Chet's head. So, pick a direction, any direction. Which way was Chet facing? The wall. Spe- what, I, no. Um, so if you're, you, the way you were walking down the tunnel, it would be left. Always left. Always left. Always left. It's always left. That should be the name of this episode. It's always left. <laughs> okay. Are we going to follow this thing, or are we going to try... Well, we kind of have to, don't we? I believe we do. Um, whatever the, uh, the bank benefactor told us to, you know, defeat, try to conquer the, the evils of the bowels of the, this mansion area, this is probably the creature he was talking about. Okay. There we go. Left, shall we? Left. Sure. By the way, I want to say that I've still been drawing the map this entire time and our passage through. Thank you for letting me know. If it can bite, we can kill it. Slice and dice. Let's go, folks. Let's make some money. All right. So Brett and Chet are back up. They high five real quick. Um, they heft their axes. They're like, bro, we're going hunting. Yeah, bro, we're going hunting. And then, then they like, move on down the hallway and like, geez, it got real dark real fast down here, bro. Do we still have light? They've gone out of range of your torch. Oh, of course they have. Oh, Jesus Christ. Those two are morons. I'm, I'm, I'm going to walk back up to Brett and Chet and grab them both by the hand. And realizing I only have one hand while I, you know, still have other stuff. I'll say, grab his hand. Do it. Grab his hand. It's the bro system. It's, it's the bro system. Never leave a bro alone. Shall we? Never follow a bro to a second location. <laughs> so yes, they, yeah, they they hold hands like uh, daisy chaining through this tunnel. Although it's still dark up front. I mean, they, you didn't really solve the light problem. <laughs> Can I make more than one light with my cantrip? Uh, let me double check that spell. Greg, do you still have the torch? I believe I still have the torch. I do. I've I still have the torch, right? Um, unless you let it go at some point. No, I, I, I kept holding it. Yeah, the, the spell ends if you cast it again. Trustworthy. I'm not going to give the torch though, to those two morons. You're, like, I'm, uh, no offense. They, but... they got lost once. I don't trust them not to get lost again. Yeah. I mean, they should go in the front, though. If we're going to have some cannon father, we might as well. I would rather not lose my deposit. No offense. I know you paid good money for them, but probably get a refund. Honestly, part of me believes that this Hulk creature would uh, either Umber attack Hulk. Umber Hulk, thank you, would attack us either from beneath us or behind us, or it wouldn't attack us face up. I mean, if it were, if it's the creature that made these tunnels, then you know, I think we should be wary on all sides potentially. 
All right. So what's our marching order? I mean, I have a shield. You tell me where I should go. Put the brain trust in the middle. We can't lose them. And don't give them anything else pointy and no fire. I don't trust them with, you know, dangerous things. But I'll go up front. But I, I need a little light. That might be a good idea. I'll go second. I'll, I can go third. Okay, I'll, I'll stay behind. Remind me of everyone's dark vision status again. I have dark vision. I have 60 feet dark vision. I do not. Oh, uh, where would that be? It would be next to your senses. It just says nothing. So I'm guessing no. Yeah, I don't think either of us have it. Yeah. Okay, so that would kind of that would kind of make sense for the two of us to be in the middle while the two of you flank, because then you guys can can herd the two of us in whichever direction, because we can't see other than what we have for light. Your brobarians are definitely human brobarians, so they they got nothing. Yeah, I'll I'll definitely be continuing to look behind me the rest of the time to see if you know anything comes behind us from sixty feet. Okay, so we've got Sanjana, Greg, Brett and Chat, Bambi, then Bent. Yeah. All right, thank you. So you're moving forward, you're going left, because it's always left. It's always left. Always left. Always left. Then, suddenly... Oh, God. <laughs> through the wall, about halfway between Greg, Brett, and Chet, the tunnel to your left, because it's always left. It's always left opens wide and there's a hole and all you see are these glowing yellow eyes everyone make a charisma saving throw cool because you're all within 30 feet of each other Ooh, baby natural 20 <gasps> oh no. no oh boy oh no oh no, <laughs> no. so would everyone mind reading off their rolls again please <laughs> Um, natural 20, but I, I don't feel good about it anymore with the rest of our team. <laughs> Bambi. I rolled a nat one with a modifier of two. Greg and Sanjana. I rolled a 16. I, I rolled a 12. All right. Well, I have good news and bad news. The good news is that... Bent and Greg both make your saves. The bad news is that Bambi, Sanjana, Brett, and Chet, who rolled a five and a three respectively, did not make their saves. So all of you are confused. This is not a change for Brett and Chet. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I'm going to resolve the surprise round and I'm going to have everyone roll initiative while I resolve that. Hi, Scott here, letting you know that this episode of Rocks Fall Everyone Dies is brought to you by, well, us. Right now, we're looking for sponsors, and if you are interested, you can reach out to us through our website, rfedpod.com. Now let's get back to initiative. Can I get everyone's initiative, please? Sanjana, 17. Great. Bambi, 10. 
Greg, 16. And banked 11. We should have healed the boys before we took off. <laughs> All right. So, uh, first up, the surprise round. I rolled a 16 for a claw attack on Greg. Does that hit you? I don't know. I, I'm sorry. What's your armor class? Oh, I'm sorry. I have a 17. Ah, so then it doesn't hit you. In order to hit you, you have to meet or beat the AC. Okay. All right. Um, so a 16 does not hit. And rolled a nat 1 for the claw attack on Brett, who was still bleeding profusely. But I rolled a 13 plus 8 um, for the mandible attack on Chet. And he is going to take only 8 damage. All right, so we're okay. Everything's okay. <laughs> He's liquefied. <laughs> but these are beefy bros. I mean, they're not, uh, they're not made of tissue paper. So uh, with that, we will start a proper initiative. Uh, Sanjana, you are up first. All right, can I see what's in front of me? I'm so glad you phrased it like that. <laughs> How did that charisma saving throw go last time? Uh, at a 12. Yeah. So um, you did not succeed. You failed your save, which means I'm going to ask you to roll a d8 for me. Oh, dear. Uh-oh. I rolled a four. Well, I would like to ask you, what do you do? But I know what you do. You sit there and stare into those glowing... Yellow eyes. Crap. And that's the end of your turn. <gasps> Greg. I'm going to ask the same question. Do I see what's in front of me? I'm so glad you phrased it like that. Because you began your turn, I'm just going to count that first charisma saving throw as your first throw. You do see what, you, what is in front of you. What you see in front of you is a sort of orange, golden, bronzy... It's got sort of an ant face, but it has these big, uh, bristly, hair-covered arms with really nasty claws. It's got these bright, glowing orbs on its face, and it's just, like, covered in armor. And this thing is hulking and massive, thus the name Umber Hulk. This thing stands a good eight, ten feet tall. But it's hunched and it's craw and it's like clawing forward, popping out of a hole like an antlion spearing prey. It's a big anteater. And we're the ants. So Greg, because you succeeded on your save, I don't need you to roll a D8 for me. I just want you to tell me what do you do? Jesus Christ, this is an ugly creature. Um I am going to I think I'm going to try. Let's just try a claw attack. Can I do a double claw attack? Um, do you have multi-attack as a class feature? Or as a, a racial feature? I'm not sure. There's two-weapon fighting. Ah, so with two-weapon fighting, what you could do is you can make a regular attack. Mm -hmm. And then as your bonus action, you can make another attack with your offhand or light weapon. And because you have claws as a turtle, you can make that light weapon attack with your claws. All right, so. But, but the damage that you deal will be lessened. You only deal the dice, not your strength. The, the first attack is normal, though. Oh. All right, so I, I pull out my hatchet automaton, 
And I go and I try to swipe the ugly bugger with it. And then with my other hand, I, I give it a claw. All right, so you're going to go ahead and roll me an attack roll. So I, ro- I rolled a 12 for hit and a 5 for damage. Sorry, that doesn't hit. What about your offhand attack? So, much better. 26 natural uh, 20. Sweet. So that means you crit. So what's the damage? The damage is 8. Um, actually, because this is offhand, you don't get your strength bonus. Oh, so it's okay. actually only 4. Wah, wah. But you crit. You crit, and that's what matters. So scraping claw against the carapace just deep enough to draw some gray oozy blood. Ugh. Now, that brings us next to uh, Brett in the initiative. Um, he did not make his save, so let's do a D8. All right. Here's my D8. So that's a five on that D8. Uh, it's going to be fun. Uh, so, Banked, as the only person who is not confused, uh, I will give you the option of doing something when Brett desperately tries to run backwards past you, provoking an attack of opportunity from the Umber Hulk, which does not hit, just swipes a claw at uh, Brett's back as he just kind of shambles backward toward you. Can I grab his collar as he's leaving? Sure, make a uh, make an attack roll for a grapple check. You know what? No, let's just do it straight athletics. Okay, athletics check. Oh, that's not bad, but I, I, I got a 14, a 14 with a plus zero, which is still a 14. I rolled lower than you. So, um, so he's, you know, when you have, uh, when you grab someone by the collar and they try and keep moving and their feet just keep sliding against the floor? <laughs> Scooby-Doo style? Indeed, Scooby-Doo style. You have just Scooby-Dooed Banked. Uh, Brett, sorry. Uh, Banked has just We're all the same to you, aren't we? <laughs> the three of you are one person. It's all these B names. Chet's also here. Um, all right. So now it is Chet's turn. And because he failed to save... Uh, Greg, as the only non-confused person, as Chet tries to shamble past you, do you want to stop him or let him go? Um, I'm going to... I'm going to try to steady him. All right, so make yourself an athletics check. Oh, jeez. Don't know if that's going to go well. Uh, I rolled a six. You can't crit fail a check. However, uh, I can beat you at the check. And uh, you may try and stop him, but he bro shoulders you and just continues oh, no, moving. the bro shoulder. Um, and Chet just continues forward, expending all of his movement speed into the darkness ahead. So that brings us to Banked. Right. Um, hmm. So this creature, I, uh, first, do I see the creature? Do I see anything in this tunnel? Oh, I'm sorry. I should have asked you for your D8 roll because you did fail. Oh, you, you didn't fail that check. Okay. Ah, yes. So you do see this creature. You see exactly what Greg sees. This sort of bronzy, orangey carapace uh, with these bright, glowing yellow eyes. Oh, I just saw it for the first time. Oh, my God. 
Oh, he's a big praying mantis looking mofo. Oh my god. He he looks like a rhinoceros beetle and a praying mantis had sex and then the hybrid had sex with the Hulk. Okay. That's terrifying. I don't like it. So uh, I will use my movement to approach it. I will use my bonus action to cast or to use Hexblade's curse. Okay. Tell me what that does. Yeah, so once per short rest, as a bonus action, I can choose one creature I can see within 30 feet of me, uh, and I can curse it for one minute until it, until it dies, until I die, or until I'm incapacitated. Against the cursed target, I gain a plus two bonus to, to damage rolls, and I can score a critical hit on a roll of a 19 or a 20. And if it dies, I regain seven HP. Sexy. Awesome. So you can shoulder past Bambi, and since Brett and Chet have moved, there are 10 feet worth of tunnel that you can move Perfect. into in order to uh, get up close and personal okay. um, with this beautiful, beautiful creature. It's really just, just a testament to nature's will. I'm so happy. I will, I will attack with my longsword. Oh, wait, do I need to make a save for Hexblade? No, you don't. Okay. So it just happens. Thanks. It just it just happens. I mean, wait. Let me read it again just to make sure. Um, no, there's no there's no save. It would save if there was a save. Awesome. Perfect. Okay. Um, I will attack with my longsword. Uh, one hand, of course, because I have my shield with me. Uh, nineteen to hit. That hits. Awesome. That is ten damage plus two. That is twelve damage. Okay. So a sort of vibration from your bracelet with the hanging kyanite shard as it extends and you grasp it and the shard of kyanite just goes burying into um, the abdomen of the uh, umber hulk uh, drawing forth a little bit more ooze um, to anyone paying close attention it seems almost as if the kyanite is growing into this creature rather than oh. slicing through it slicing into it um, so how much damage was that again that was 12 points of damage. Uh, after I do so, I go, ah, that's scary. All right. <laughs> a good hit. Strong hit. All right. So, Bambi, roll a d8 for me. Oh, wait, do you have any other actions, Banked? Um, you moved, you attacked, you bonused. Okay. I don't have anything else. All right. Bambi, you're up. I rolled a two. Just glowing eyes. I have an important personal question. Is there anything that I feel right now? Oh, thank you for reminding me. Um, so actually, you do feel a, a series of sensations. You feel a sudden sharp pressure in your ears. Colors. Dark green. And then goosebumps spread. And because you reminded me about that particular thing, uh, you deserve advantage for very specific reasons. On your, on your charisma saving throw. Forgot about that. Sorry. With an advantage of two, so that's a four, but I'm pretty sure it doesn't do much. Um, so as you just stare into these beautiful yellow eyes and you do absolutely nothing, you just feel this sensation getting stronger and stronger and stronger of nails digging into your palm. But you, you just, those eyes... And that's the end of your turn. And that brings us to the Umber Hulk's turn. So, 
given that uh, given that Bent and Greg have positioned themselves so nicely in front of it, uh, let's go ahead and roll some attack rolls. Where's my d20? Ah, there it is. Okay, does a 21 hit you, Greg? Yes. Okay. Does a 54 hit? <laughs> um, so you're going to take uh, eight points of slashing damage. And another attack on Greg. Does a 13 hit? No. All right. Um, and to finish off the round, um, Banked, does a 26 hit? Obviously, yes. All righty. So, so you're going to take okay. 15 points of slashing damage. Ow. How you feel? I'm still alive. All right. So we are back at the top of the round. Sanjana. Da. So you get to roll another charisma saving throw. I rolled the 15. Haters going to hate Sanjana. Shake it off. You are back. Sanjana's pissed. All right, so what's your action? Just growling. That's it? <laughs> I will take Wait. you up on that. <laughs> We've got two people in, uh, from our party kind of in the way here. So uh... Yes. So imagine, if you will, a bloody, bloody conga line. You are at the front of this conga line. Then there is a turtle right behind you. Then there is a pompous blondie, as you so tactfully put it before, right after that. Then an empty space. In order to get at this um, Umber Hulk, you would need to step another five feet closer to it in some way. But there's nothing in between us. Um, Greg is in between you and it at the moment. It's always Greg. I thought it was always left. <laughs> Oi. Okay. Y'all gonna have to move. This is the best I could do until y'all get out of the way. I said slice and dice. And I don't want to have to slice through you. You know what I'm saying? <sighs> I ready my short bow. Okay. Ready your short bow. Oh, you can attack around an ally. That's, that's a thing you can do. Yeah, I kind of lead a little bit more. I don't want to damage whoever's damaged. It'll only get cover from Greg's thing. It won't hurt anybody else. Unless, of course, you nat one twice in a row. You know that's a personal house rule of mine. Well, let me ask you a question. Are they within a, say, 15-foot cube? They are, in fact, within a 15-foot cube. Yeah, is there any way for me to get away from them so that nobody, except for the big ugly, is in a 15-foot cube? No such luck. Guess it anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Fireball's a fireball. Just so you know, I'm going to make a big stink the first chance I get. But for right now, you're all safe. If you don't move after that, it is not my problem. Understood. So are you getting rid of your turn or what, what's going on? No, I'm going to attack with my short bow and, and warn my friends. Get out of the way. This is part one. Part two is not going to be so good for you. So you're making that attack. Make that attack roll now, I guess. <laughs> I rolled 18 to hit. Well, 
it's it's got cover. So uh, what's going to happen is you you make the shot. It goes around uh, Greg, but just after just as it gets past Greg, it like careens against the wall of the tunnel and then bonks uselessly against the side of this thing's head. <sighs> so now am I getting my sneak attack? You are not because no damage was dealt. Oh. Yeah. Everyone move out of the way as soon as you can and get behind me. Greg, it's your turn. All right, so... Wait, um, before you, say, before you oh. do anything, uh, <laughs> okay. make another charisma saving throw. Because the rules don't say that you're immune. Greg rolled an 18. Well, fantastic news. You get to have your turn. Um, you are not confused. Much as before, those same glowing yellow eyes, it seems like a mantis shrimp. It looks like it's looking at you no matter where you are. Uh, it looks like the pupil is following you just because the reverberations of the light. So I have a question. Can I move and also attack, or is, is it one of those things? You can. Okay, so I'm going to move towards the back a little bit. I do warn you. If you leave its area of attack, um, if you leave its, uh, its, its threatened range, it can swipe at you. Okay, so can I take a few steps? Maybe like three steps? I just want to move out of the way. So you can push past Banked into that open five-foot uh, space that, uh, that Chet left behind. All right, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push back, back a little bit and go into that space. Uh, All right, cool. And then I'm going to cast Vicious Mockery. Oh, yes. Okay. I tell it, look, you disgusting, oversized, pussy bug, gross piece of garbage. No wonder you live down here. If anyone in the surface saw you, everyone would projectile vomit. Uh, what save do I need to make? A good one. <laughs> exactly. That was, yeah. Was was that good? Oh, oh God! I wow. wish I was conscious. That was real good. <laughs> okay. Uh, do I need to make a save? What? what? Um, I'm I'm looking at it right now. It says um, and and I'm so, I'm sorry that I'm so new at this. Uh, it looks like it says attack save. Is that what you're looking for? Yeah, I think so. So it says, uh, it looks like Wisdom 13. Wisdom 13. Okay, Wisdom saving throw. It fails. What damage are we looking at? <laughs> Sanjay <laughs> fist bumps Greg. Jesus Christ. So it looks like a... So it's damage 2? All right. Um, and it has disadvantage on its next attack roll uh, that it makes before the end of its turn. Uh, it is nursing its its wounded pride. You don't know whether it understood what you said, but it definitely feels what you said. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that brings us to that brings us to Brett. Brett was the one that you held by the collar. He's still he's still within thirty feet. He's facing in the other direction, though. So he doesn't have to do the saving throw then. All right. He turns around and runs at it. Uh, at the start, he started his turn and he wasn't looking at it, so we'll call that. He turns around, he makes a run for it, 
and uh, double hand throws his axe um, as best as he can past Greg and at the Umberhulk. Please don't hit me. Please don't hit me. Please don't hit me. Please don't hit me. <laughs> and you feel it like, ah, oh, the axe is going to hit. The axe is going to hit. And then just a claw comes up from the Umberhulk and just swats it down. He's like, bro, my best axe. Uh, he's like, that pisses me off. <gasps> and he rages. <laughs> he rages after after he goes to do his attack roll, not before. <laughs> yes, idiots. idiots. He's pissed that he lost his axe. He looks directly at the Umberhulk and just says, that wasn't very bang energy drink of you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, super con. All right, it's Chet's turn. And he's like, bro, pissed off, bro. And he just comes like storming back in, shoves past Sanjana and just takes a wailing whack at it. Uh, oh, wait, no, he double moved. He can't reach him and attack at the same time. Um, so he's just trying to storm past Sanjana. But uh, I'm going to say that I'm going to keep that roll of a four. And he does not get past you. He's like, bro, out of my way. So, Banked, you're up. You are going to need to make a charisma saving throw. Oh, no! <laughs> oh, baby, natural one. <laughs> you said it, and it did it. You yep. don't tell it not what not to do. It's a computer, Jen. <laughs> Nobody puts Dice Baby in the corner. I'm going to need you to roll a d8 for me. Two. Those eyes, man. Those eyes. Beautiful, my god. So, Bambi, make a charisma saving throw with advantage to this psychic intrusion. Oh, I got a 20. <laughs> you just feel that sensation of fingernails gripping, gripping, gripping into your palm. And what do you do? Uh, didn't think I'd get this far. <laughs> um... I'm going to cast Entangle and see if I could just keep it in one place so that it doesn't, it can't move away from us. Okay. Rest at least restrain, like, one of those damn claws. Jesus. All right. So tell me, like, describe that for me. Paint me a mind picture. Um, she snaps out of it, literally, like, rubs her eyes with the back, with the heels of her hands, and then looks up and goes, oh, Jesus. And twirls her uh, quarterstaff in her hand and slams it on the ground in front of her. And from there you see uh, uh, thorny vines with little, tiny little flowers that look like they shouldn't really be there, but they are. Uh, come up and start to um, uh, try to try to wrap around at least one of its claws and one of its legs. All right, so what do I need to do? Uh, you need to make a strength check of 14. He flexes, he snaps a few vines, but more pop up and just wrap around the other claw and pull struggles against that. And then some come around the chest and some come around the arm. And he just looks like he's in this, she's just stuck in this, in this spot. Um, he is successfully entangled. Yes, I did something. <laughs> so the entangled condition... Quick question. Does the spell specify uh, um, grappled or restrained? Restrained. Restrained. Okay. 
His movement speed is zero. It does not get any bonuses to speed. Um, everyone now will have attack rolls with advantage, um, and it will have disadvantage. Um, and it also has disadvantage on dexterity saving throws. So that brings us to... There's a lot of shock on her face at, at, at when this actually works. She just kind of goes... <laughs> <laughs> like, just like, happy, like, oh my god. It's now the Umber Hulk's turn. It is going to struggle and strain, um, but it is going to try and make attacks um, against the three people in front of it. Uh, wait, uh, two people in front of it. Um, that would be Greg and Banked. So Claw, okay, a two is not going to work. Um, so next Claw, all right. Okay. Does a 19 hit you, Greg? Oh, God. Yeah, it does. And I'm at a five. Okay. Um, so you are going to take... You're going to take nine points of slashing damage. So does that mean I'm dead? No, that means you're unconscious and bleeding out. All right, I'm unconscious and bleeding out. Yes. Um, at the start of your turn, we'll make death saves. Unless someone pops you right back up at the end, uh, right before you go. And Mandible... Does a 15 hit you banked? It does not. All right. So uh, mandible snap, snap, and it just you you push against it with your shield and just push the head out of the way as it like reaches forward and pr- tries to bring its claws and its bite at you, but it's pulled back by vines. And it is now the top of the round. It has been 12 seconds since combat started. What? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Sanjana, you're up. All right. There is no one in my way. There is no one in your way. And you have advantage on your attacks. So you don't even need people near it to get sneak. Hmm. Well, I do have a bonus action. Can I cast a spell and then attack? Does it work like that or no? Uh, no. Um, the action, both of those are actions. So you can only p- pick one. All right. There's no one in my way. I'm casting Thunder Wave. Let's see this work. Okay, so I need to make a constitution save. Oh, I rolled a base 19. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's going to beat whatever your DC is. Hey, uh, hey, DM? Yes? Am I also affected by this? So, um, it depends on how this was angled. If you basically just Fusro-Dod into the wall... Fusro-Dod! Yeah, then... It is entirely possible that you bypassed everyone. Uh, let's just say you aimed your Fusroda in the direction so that it was just, it caught the wall and the Umber Hulk. Fair enough. So let's see. That is a f- successful save. Uh, I will only take half damage. So you, how much damage did you do? I did 10 damage. So that's five damage for me. Um, there is a snarling and a snapping. And of course, I did forget to make you make a charisma save, but bank error in your favor. I'm not going to bother. So that brings us to Greg. Greg, make a death saving throw. A death saving throw is where you just roll a d20. And if you get 10 or higher, you succeed. You're successful and you're good for another round. If you make three successful saves, you are stabilized at zero HP. If you make three failed saves, then you die. If you nat one, then uh, you take two fails, 
and if you uh, nat 20, you pop right back up with one HP. Okay, so I I did a, a roll and I got a two. So that is a failed death save. Mark that down uh, right where it, uh, it should be right under your HP. Uh, so I don't see it on the sheet, but I'm going to mark it down on my like piece of paper for now. And so will I. Um, Greg, that is unfortunately the end of your turn. You are still bleeding. Brett. Um, so Brett threw his axe, but because a bro never backs down, um, he is going to, okay. And okay. Um, he is going to sort of running wall jump and punch this thing right across its face. Oh my God. Nice. Dealing a total of, because, um, human, uh, dealing a total of about four damage. Oh God. Because, because fists are not that strong of a weapon unless you are a monk, but he is now sort of like crowded in your way and sort of in a tangled mess with this thing. Um, he is not tangled by the vines, but it's one of those things where it's like, uh, he's going to get in the way, isn't he? But he's grabbed his axe, and he's back up, and now it's Chet's turn. Um, and because DM error in your favor, I forgot to roll the charisma save again. Uh, okay. Um, Chet, however, who is standing behind Sanjana, is going to... Is going to run back away from Sanjana, back down the tunnel from whence he came the last time. Bye-bye. Catch you later. All right. And that brings us to Bent. Your turn. Okay. Should I save? Uh, yes, please. Thank you for reminding me. Charisma, I believe. Uh, yes, charisma. Oh, because- baby. <laughs> another natural one. <laughs> but because you were so honest reminding me about it, because I was about to forget... I will let you have inspiration. Oh, thank you. Essentially, advantage you get to choose when to use it. Not better. An 11, yeah. Still not good enough. Um, Oh, man, those eyes. All right. I'm just going to roll the D8 for you. It's quicker. Sure, that's fine. All right. Um, Those eyes, man. Those eyes. And that's your turn. Uh, uh, Bambi. Roll that charisma with advantage. Against those eyes. Who? I got a 21. All right. So. So I'm still here. That same digging into your palm sensation. What do you do? First thing she's going to do is she's going to look at her hands and go, quit it. And then she's going to cast uh, Cure Wounds. All right. Roll it for me. Yeah. Um, he gets five. So add five HP. Um to uh, Greg, to your hit point pool, and you are awake. All of your death saves will re- are reset and will start over if you go down again. Greg, a, a warm feeling flows over you. You can hear the sounds of the waves crashing and the, the, the horn of the fairy as it leaves from the snout. And for just one moment, you're at peace. Then you feel this rush of energy, and you open your eyes, and you see you were in the same position as you were before. Jesus Christ, I was so close. Why'd you bring me back? 
<laughs> I didn't think there was anything else I could do. I mean, oh, Jesus Christ. Well, next time, maybe let me know you want to die, but not on my watch. All right. Tis the monster's turn. Dun, dun, dun. Because such a juicy target has been presented right in front of it. Disadvantage. One hit. Two hits. Three hits. Um, Bent, how close were you with Brett? <laughs> uh, I was, I was, I was fairly close to him. I'm sure nothing bad will ever happen to him. Right. Well, when the first claw comes down, <laughs> oh, it digs into his shoulder, mm. and he's gritting his teeth, and he like angry, just, just screams at the Umber Hall. Then the second claw comes down, and then the scream changes tenor. And then the mandible comes down. Oh. And I'm glad you brought up that mantis thing before. When the mandible comes away, the head is gone. Ripping Pip Bretterino. And you just see this thing's eyes chewing. And that was and that was Brett, right? That was Brett. Because Chet ran. Oh, because Chet ran because confusion. Because Chet ran. That's probably a good idea. Because Chet ran. Even with disadvantage, all three of them hit? Even with disadvantage, all wow. three of them hit. That's really funny. Wow. Yes. Was Brett the blonde or the brunette? Uh, I'm very gonna important go, to me. I'm going to go with the brunette. Because I remember he for brown hair. And he also had the deeper voice. Damn it. Well, both blonde and brunette are B, so... It could have been either. No, I do remember him saying. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> so the way I'm remembering it now is because uh, Chet starts with a C, which is cornflower. Cute. Yeah. He's also the only one left alive now, so. <laughs> that'll that'll no, track you're all alive, per se. No, out of the two of them, I think he means. Oh, yes, yes. And he's, yeah, so. It's easier to remember now. All right, so that was the monster's turn. Hey, Sanjana. Charisma save, please. Sanjana rolled 18 for her charisma save. Fantastic. So um, those eyes are uh, in that sort of mantis shrimp way. You think the pupil is focused on you. But you see just this like dripping bloody head from the mandibles. And I, that focuses you. This thing does not have cover from you. Unbelievable. You took out one of the little donuts. I'm going to aim my short bow. I like that kid, whatever his name was. All right, roll your attack. You have advantage, by the way. Ooh. Oh, I'll take the first one. All right, so what was the first one? 15 to hit. Ooh, unfortunately, it's going to scrape across the armored carapace and just bounce uselessly away. Mm, I don't have a bonus action. You do have a bonus action. You can use it as your cunning action because you're a rogue. Does that give me another attack? No, um, unless you are doing a two-hand attack, um, but you're not because you just fired a melee. You just fired a ranged weapon. Okay. Yeah, so that's, that's what you can do. All right, I'll stay my ground. I'll get him next time. Greg, though life is fleeting, it is not yet done with you. You are currently prone in front of it. 
Right. I, I, I think I'm going to take uh, quite a few steps back. All right. Uh, so it does not get reactions because it is restrained. Oh, cool. If I remember correctly, let me just double check that. I just did a good thing. Oh, nope. It's, uh, it still gets its attack. I was wrong. But it does have disadvantage. And I have good news for you. An 11 will not hit you. So it just kind of like reaches forward at you, but the vines just pull it back. And you can get um, up to your speed of distance away from it if you still want to take an action. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. Um, my speed is 30 feet. So you're going to be 30 feet away from it. Thanks. Yeah. Um, can I still cast a spell? Uh, yeah. Yeah, you can. I'm going to, and I, I can. Oh, wait. What? I take it back. You still have to stand up from prone, and that's all, you only get 15 feet away. Oh, okay. So can I cast Vicious Mockery again? Absolutely. In fact, I encourage it. Okay. Greg, 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 right, Greg. So I, I stumble back about 15 feet, and I look at the buggy creature, and I say, I've been to a lot of gutters in my life, and I've seen a lot of garbage, but nothing as disgusting as you mantis-faced, moldy creature. You are more disgusting than a rancid maggot-ridden ranch dressing and mayo sandwich. Jeez. I like how your insults take the full six seconds. It really, really settles in. You shout as you walk away. <laughs> cool guys, don't look at explosions. <laughs> if you see me looking down it's because i'm writing them <laughs> okay i love it <laughs> it needs to make a save uh i'm guessing a two is not gonna do it no greg's just too good greg is just too good tell me tell me the feelings how 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 hard how hard does this feel i feel like this one really cut deep you know especially because um his mother was a mantis, so. Of course. <laughs> a single tear, even though, even though antics don't have tear ducts. Um, so it looks like the damage is one psychic. So that really didn't cut that deep. Darn. His mother uh, was a mantis, but he didn't care about her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, he was like, yeah, she deserves the insult. Maybe she ate his father's head oh, off, gosh. you know? But, you know, at least he died happy. An insect with mommy issues. <laughs> now go. <laughs> Best improv class ever. <laughs> so that brings us to um, poor Brett. Brett oozes a little bit. Oh, no. <laughs> Chet comes storming back, still pissed off. And, the second time he's done so. Yes. And, he, um, and he's going to push past Sanjana and just try and get right up into his face as much as he can. Um, face. Mandibles. Sure. And he readies his axe like a baseball bat swing. Um, okay. But he can't do anything because that was full movement. Um, but now he is up close and personal to the Umber Hulk. That is his turn. Banked, you are up. Make a charisma save, please. Sure. God. I get a 14. A 14 charisma save. I'll roll that d8 for you. Uh, great. 
before in your haze, you could see its whole face and the bleeding head dripping of your uh, boy toy. But now all of that just sort of fades out of focus and all you see, eyes. And that's it. Uh, do I have the ability to say anything or am I like- Nope, you are slack-drawed and drooling. At least it's going to be a delayed reaction of pain. He didn't have to quite watch the decapitation of a boy toy. All right. Uh, that brings us to Bambi. Charisma with advantage. Oof. Oh, wait. Do we all get charisma with advantage? The save with advantage? No. No, just our human-ish druid. Okay, cool. Well, I get... A 21. That'll do. What do you do? Um, I'm not going to risk running at it, so I'm going to, uh, to, to aim with my crossbow. Okay. Um, so at the moment, you will still have advantage uh, because of the entanglement. And I rolled a 19. That'll do. So that's going to be how much damage? Uh, three. Okay, so that is three damage to um it's going to just strain against the um the vines. And actually I'm going to allow it to spend its action trying to break free of the restraints. What was your spell safety C? 14. 14. A nine's not gonna do it. Nope. He is still restrained and he wasted his action. Well, I don't know, it could be a she. Who knows? It's a bug. Bugs have feelings too. <laughs> We're back up to the top of the initiative round. Sanjana! All right. Uh, make that charisma say, 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 save. <laughs> Oof. I rolled a three for my charisma save. In that case, uh, you are going to try and push past uh, Chet and uh, Banked and Bambi. Because you're trying to move your entire movement action. Double movement. Um, in Ooh. fact, you are trying to use all of your movement in the directly southward direction. So with your that includes your bonus dash action for uh, cunning action. Oh, God. Wow. Oh. So you are going to be 90 feet directly south. And it will try and take an attack of opportunity on you as you go. All righty. And does a 20 hit you? Uh, yeah. That is going to be 11 points of damage. Ow. But the good news is, is that you are 90 feet straight south. Yay. It can't stop you. Okay. Greg, make that charisma save. Greg rolled a 19, 14 plus 5. In that case, this action is yours. Right, let's see. It, it, I'm still within 20 feet, right? You are within 20 feet. Nice. So I'm still within range to grab out my hatchetomatone. I'm going to try to slash with it. All right. So you're moving in 20 feet. You are making a uh, attack action. Go ahead and roll that for me. You have advantage, by the way. So Greg rolled a 23, the damage of 10. For those of you who are not currently confused or booked it down the hall... Before, it was scary. Now it's scary for a different reason. It starts to get that cornered animal look in its eyes. So you've used your movement. You've used your action. Do you have any bonus actions you want to do? Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and do the offhand claw. Cool. 
So roll it for me with advantage because he's entangled or sorry, restrained. So I rolled a 11 and the damage is five. So the 11 does not hit. So no damage is dealt, but you do like scratch at it and look menacing. <laughs> so, uh, check. His bro's dead. His bro is dead and he's super pissed. He's right up in his grill. And because rage, um, he succeeded on his saving throw, and he is going to take his ragey, ragey action. Um, and okay, so he's gonna hit. And let me just quickly roll damage because this is a great axe. Okay, max damage. That's gonna be fifteen points of damage. Oh wow! Nice. Nice. Yeah. Bro, swipe. Bent. That charisma dough. Yep. Perfect. I got a 10. Catch you guys in a couple hours. <laughs> um, so I have good news for you. Mm. There are two creatures within striking distance of you. One of them is your enemy. The other is not. Do I get to choose? No, you do not. Cool. Do I roll for it? Let's say that Chet is a one and the Umber Hulk is a two. Is it possible to roll a d2 using this roller thingy? Let's try. <gasps> Perfect. So is it like an attack? Oh yeah, it's like, full attack with advantage. Or do I have an, do I have an action? Oh no, you're, you're going to make one melee attack against a random creature. Yeah, So, you, but because it is restrained, you still get advantage. I also have my Hexblade's Curse on, so that's still uh, up yes. to the damage if it does hit, which Aha. rules haven't been too kind to me lately. So that would be a 16 to hit. Does it hit? It does not. Yes, I imagined. All right. So unfortunately, that Kyanite longswordy goodness does not breach the carapace. And we are looking at Bambi's turn. Bambi, charisma with advantage. Uh, 20. Congratulations. You get to take your turn as normal. I'm going to line up with the crossbow again. All right. Advantage. Uh, it's an 18. It will, in fact, hit. With eight damage. It is not happy. It is struggling against these vines, and it is desperately going to try and break this restraint. Versus your spell save DC, which was 13, if I remember correctly? Uh, I believe it is a 14. Okay, so my dice roll was a 14. So it's going to chitter and just flex and... Just you hear the snapping of vines. Oh no. And that's its action. It is going to use its powerful claws to scrabble its way back in uh, to the stone, digging. And it makes uh, it, it's only it's not gonna get very far, but it's going to dig away. Oh hell, we're gonna have to chase it, don't we? We're still in initiative order. And right now, no one is staring lovingly and deeply into its eyes, so no one has to make the charisma saving throws until such time as you are in its beautiful presence once again. Sanjana! You come to your senses. You are far down the tunnel, past the, way past the light. You look around. You could just make out from the very, very edge of your dark vision that little glint of light. Her. Is it <clears throat> close enough that I can aim at it? No, it is 
um, you you see the glint of light. You are beyond your ability to your dark vision's ability to see because you are one fast little tiefling. Hmm, folks, I'm going after it. All right. So with your movement speed, it's going to be. You're going to have to use your action, your movement, and your bonus cunning action of dash. Just to get back. <laughs> just to make it next to banked. Okay. Do that. That's your turn. All right. Oh, Greg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it just crawled and scrabbled and dug its way down the tunnel that it had made before. Uh, what's your plan? You're in initiative order. You have six seconds to act. All right. So I am going to try to chase after it, too. All right, so you've got 30 feet of movement speed. If you push past your fellows, you will not be able to catch up to it, but you would be you would be able to catch up to it, but you wouldn't be able to also act. So basically, I would be able to get to it, but do nothing. Exactly. Okay. Oh, brother. So I guess I should probably, and I can't do anything else, right? It, this is D&D. Tell me what your heart desires, and I shall help My you. My heart make- desires? <laughs> Feel like I have a go-to spell here now. Uh, I think that that spell is anything that can hear you. Ah, yes. Let me think. All right. So yeah, I'm going to cast vicious mockery. I'm going to cobble forward and shout. Reiterate that it is a disgusting piece of garbage, and of course it's running away because that's all it can do. Because it's a useless little maggot. Jesus. <laughs> Ow, my feelings. Uh, that, was a, that was a wisdom save? Yes, 13. Yeah. It fails its save. How, how, how hurtful was your insult? It was pretty hurtful, I would, I would say. Let's, let's, let's go to the throw, I'm guessing. Okay. Um, Tell me how many points of insult does it take? Two. Two psychic. All right. And it will also get disadvantage on its next attack roll. You can't see it, but you know it hurt you. All right. Chet is going to push past you, Banked, and he's going to run down, and he's going to diving axe strike on its butt. He touched the butt. <laughs> he said butt. And let's say, just for kicks and giggles, reckless. That is an 18 plus numbers to hit, which is going to do it. Uh, it is going to be only 12 damage this time, but I think we can work with that. So Chet has followed it down the hole. I don't like where this is going. All right, Bank, you're up. You don't need to make a save this time. Awesome. So the uh, Hulk, the Umber Hulk, escapes through the passage it came from, and it is going away. Is that what's happening? Yes. Cool. And Chet went after it, right? Yes. Anyone else in the tunnel? Chet's in the tunnel, and you're right in front of the tunnel. Can I put push past Chet? No. Chet is right up on it. Okay. Can I see over Chet's shoulder? You can, in fact, see over Chet's shoulder. How far away am I from the Umber Hulk, approximately? Not far. Within one move action. Within one move action? Yes. I assume that's 30 feet. Awesome. I'm going to use a bonus action to cast Misty Step, and I am going to teleport 30 feet in front of Chet behind the Umber Hulk, um, within melee distance, I'm going to take a swipe at it with my longsword. Okay, so if I remember correctly, Misty Step, you have to see where you're going. 
Yes. Yeah. I can see over his shoulder, no? You can see over his shoulder, but you see the Umber Hulk's booty. He lands on the booty. Oh, so, okay. Excuse me. Let me read where it's at. The Umber Hulk is digging a tunnel. There is solid rock in front of it, and is just mowing through it. Okay. Um, can I teleport behind the Umber Hulk, then? You know what? Just for the sake of, of my enjoyment, sure you can. Sure. So, um, I will do so. Um, let me cast it. And I will attack with my longsword. Cool. Roll that attack. You are not flanking, though. So No. Yeah. So I go to slash with a 17 to 17 hit. It bounces off of that, uh, that, that chitinous, chitinous hide. I'll end my turn, then. Okay. Bambi! Hello. What you gonna do? So we're at... He's... The, the, it's not very, very far, is it? No. Uh, no, it's not terribly far. Uh, would you say within 90 feet? Uh, certainly within 90 feet. Do you have to have line of effect on this? Uh, no. Okay. I'm gonna try to cast Entangle again. Okay. Um, you don't have to see the area that you're entangling? Uh, no. If that's the case, then it'll have to make its uh, strength saving throw. Because this is a very strong boy. He's a very strong boy. He's going to succeed on the saving throw. Damn it. He's too strong. Yeah, th- those vines, they, they come uh, crackling up through the, uh, through the solid stone. Uh, and they, they reach for it. And they're whipping around, uh, and, and they're entangling, but he's just pulling his arms away and biting at it with his mandibles and slashing it with his claws. He's just, he's free. Damn it. The boy. Um, what area does this affect? Uh, 20 feet. 20 feet. 20 foot square. Okay. So um, I am going to do a percentage because you don't know exactly where Banked and Chet are. Damn it. Okay. So, high or low, please? Hi. Chet and Bent, please make saving throws. Sure. DC? Uh, DC 14. Uh, for what ability? Strength. 10. So, uh, you and Chet are now entangled, and it is not. Perfect. I apologize. Okay. So, it's now the monster's turn. It's going to try and book it. It's going to dig as far as it can. It's going to try and ignore you and dig. Um, which means that you two get um, attack rolls with disadvantage because you're entangled. Oh, of course. Okay. Yes. That's not going to do it. Yeah, no. 13. You move to strike, but those vines are pulling at you, and now you're basically um, gravitroned against the wall. Um, and it's going to move further downward, uh, leaving a, a, a rocky, tunnely trail behind it. And we're back up to Sanjana. So we can't see it anymore? It got away? Um, no, uh, if you're cl- Banked can still see it, because he has dark vision. Chet cannot. Okay. So now I'm going to use the rest of my movement to move up to there, so I can try and shoot it again. I'm aiming for its eyes. I don't like that, it, that thing. No one looks at my eyes like that. We don't know each other that well. It was rude. <laughs> All right. All right, so I'm going to attack with my short sword. Uh, sorry, uh, short bow. I actually wrote that, too. 
I rolled a 13 for attack. That is not going to do it. Uh, donuts. Okay, so Sanjana, you are in the hole. Help us! It is now Greg's turn. Is Greg close enough to see it? Not yet, right? No. You're the one with the torch, so you're going to need to get in a little okay. closer to be able to see anything. So, yeah, so he's he's going to walk clo- much closer with with the lantern. or It's not really a lantern, but the, the light source. 5, 10, 15, 20, 20, 30. Um, do you want to move past Chet and Sanjana? Um, yeah. That's going to take your double move. Okay. But you can see him now. You also see the uh, the various vines and flowery bits growing through the ceiling and the floors and um, just pushing up through any opening that is possible and through the solid stone. All right. Um, Chet is going to struggle against the vines. And because he is a barbarian, he will snap himself free fairly easily. Um, and that is his action. He is going to... Um, he is going after that Umber Hulk with his move action. Oh, wait, no, his speed was reduced to zero. That's his action. He has just broken free. Um, okay, and that brings us to Banked. We're up. Awesome. Uh, can I also resist the vines? Roll another strength save. Perfect. That is a six plus zero, which is a six. So uh, I'm still... I'm still grasped. Can I still make a attack action, or was that my action? So trying to break free was your action. You were making it uh, a strength save okay. to break free. Um, although really it should have been in athletics, but whatever. I've made bank errors in your favor. My turn. Sure. <laughs> All right. So you are still uh, bondaged to the wall. I will let you decide whether or not you're enjoying this. Yeah, it's not the first time. Bambi, what are you going to do? Do I have room to bolt past everybody? Um, there is a way. Okay, I, uh, I'm going to use Wild Shape. Fancy. Fancy, yes. And I'm going, to, uh, I'm going to morph into a death dog because it has dark vision. A death dog? Yes, a death dog. Neat. Yeah. Has... 120 feet of dark vision. It also has a multi-attack because it has two heads. So that's a beast? Yes. It's, a miscellane- it's in the miscellaneous creatures. Oh, fancy. Yes. Since I'm Circle of the Moon, I know I can do it because I could do anything with a challenge rate of one or lower, and it has a challenge rate of one. So I'm going to uh, just kind of run at it and go for a bite which I guess I get to do twice. Uh, go ahead and roll. Um, so it's two bite attacks. Nope, it won't. Oh yeah, I get two bites. Ha ha ha. It's a seven. It's not, it's not going not gonna to do it. Snap snap of those jaws though. Um, it is the monster's turn. Um, instead of digging straight back, you see it digs up. And it just kind of climbs and digs through solid rock, leaving rubble and scrabble behind it. It is in full flea mode, which provokes an attack of opportunity from you. Now, here's the question. Do you get two attacks of opportunity because you are 
two heads or just one? Uh, I guess that is uh, your prerogative, sir. Hmm. Nah. Nah. All right, make your attack of opportunity if you so desire it. I will. Will an 18 hit? That'll do. So, uh, a bite is 1d6 plus 2. Yes. 7. Okay, that's pretty darn good. It still manages to dig about 20 feet straight up. You can see it in black and white as the scrabble comes down around you. Um, Sanjana. Okay, is there a way that I can get around all of that? Just stab up, upwards, just in a jabbing sort of clean the chimney motion? Is this clear? Maybe if you could uh, bounce off of my back. Though I cannot speak to you in this moment, but if you had that idea <laughs> on your own. So I wanted to see if I can kind of scramble in there and just like, you know, clean its pipes a little bit. Oh God. Oh God. The imagery. <laughs> some, some violent Drano. You're literally going to be knocking on heaven's door. <laughs> so it's going to be with my daggers. Make your attack roll. I rolled a 22 to hit. Wow. So let me paint a picture for you. Oh, yeah. I don't like this. <laughs> you run up the side of the tunnel around the death dog. You land just under the little tunnel area where it started tunneling straight up. You, you flex down and then squat leap up and then split putting your feet firmly against both sides and thrust direct up with the dagger. Nice. That's badass. Ha -ha! At first, you feel resistance through the carapace. Then you use the bottom palm of your other hand to smack directly <laughs> up, piercing through and cracking the armor. You hear a chittering roar and the scrabbling stops and the claws start to scrape downward. You're going to need to move out of the way or it's going to fall on you. Uh. uh, uh. Run! <laughs> Crap! <laughs> huh. I do have a bonus action. Can I dash taking the dog with me? I want to take the dog with it. Grab the dog and go. That's a big doggo! <laughs> Let's go, Fido. <laughs> arf, arf. Go ahead and make a, uh, I want to call it a reflex save, so so bad. Uh, make a uh, dexterity save. Oh, I rolled an 18. So you want to grab the doggo or do you want a wall hug so it falls past you? Will it hit the dog if I don't grab the dog? That's more of Bambi's problem than yours. Will it hit the dog if she doesn't grab the dog? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna try because the dog was trying so i'm gonna grab the dog i i don't think that's the best thing to do but i think that's what sanjana would do because she's kind of loyal you tuck your feet you drop back down for the barest moment you pause and then you just push with both legs forward and just clothesline and grapple the dog and just carry it forward with your momentum down onto the tunnel in front of you as you hear a slam right behind where you just were. 
and you feel the pebbles and the rocks and the debris um, pelting you on your way. Oh. <sighs> good dog. <laughs> and in that moment, uh, after she says good dog, suddenly she's going to hear, well, thank you, in her head. Cool trick. <laughs> Best reaction. <laughs> it's decidedly in Bambi's voice. Why, thank you. Just like pleasant, like nothing happened. <laughs> As you exalt in your victory, each of you imagines what you're going to buy with your cut of the 12,000 gold. Now that you have one less head to split it with, <sighs> forgive the pun, it's very quiet. And it's very still. You can hear the squeezing and a little cracks as the vines grow. And as you're silently or outwardly up to you, celebrating, that's when you hear the first sudden crack. The ground under your feet rumbles. You look to the exit and the vines are growing all around you. And then you see just a sudden, massive, diagonal split across the rocks of the cavern. Another loud pop from overhead, and a bit of silt falls down on your shoulders. Each of you start to move, scrambling. And then there's a shower of shattered stone and dust as the ceiling falls, pinning one of you down, crushing the entrance. And as you try and scrabble out, the rocks continue to fall. The rumbling continues in your last moments of panicked consciousness. Rocks fall. Everyone dies. And that's where our story begins. We'll begin next time as undead. Thank you for listening to Rocks Fall, Everyone Dies. It would really help us if you subscribe, share, and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Our theme music is by Taylor Calise, our thumbnail art by John Bliss. You can find more of his work on Twitter at John Bliss Art. That's at J-O-N-B-L-I-S-S-A-R-T. Our episodes are produced by me and edited by our resident Dream Farm, Jim. Our social media manager is our resident Surly Tortle, DeSombra. Find more about our various social medias by visiting our website, rfedpod.com. <laughs>